Do you guys remember that song? I got my mindset on you. <laughs> yes, I love that song. <laughs> well, I was watching this video from Carol Dweck, the founder of mm-hmm. the concept of mindset. She said having a growth mindset means to embrace trying and learning the skills of learning. For her, she said, effort is part of the journey to enjoy life. So just putting in effort and knowing that it's okay to try and embracing trying, that's a form of growth. I wanted to know if you guys ever thought about the idea of trying as a way of signaling your brilliant minds in action. (laughs) Oh, I'm laughing because I think that's the only thing I do all the time. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm actually trying to be a better mother every day. (laughs) Well, she showed a picture when you're you're trying or when you're putting effort in or you feel challenged. She had a picture of your brain. It's all lit up. And if you're not trying and if you choose the easy route, your brain is not really doing anything. So you trying to be a better mom, your brain is firing on all cylinders. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I think for me, I'm always trying to do something different. It was interesting you said that because Dr. Dweck also said that something in the terms of your desire to challenge yourself, even when it seems impossible, is the growth mindset. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I like to do is continue to challenge myself. Like yesterday... I ran for the first time in a while and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do two miles. And then I was like, I'm at two miles. I'm going to do another half. Right. Like I continue to challenge myself in everything that I do, whether it's school, whether it's at home, at work, or even Rosa as a mother. And what I like about this, and I think everybody's talking a lot about growth mindset these days, I, for one, develop leadership programs that are based on pushing growth mindset and getting leaders into that way of understanding themselves and pushing themselves. The other side of the equation is fixed mindset. So I think it's just having the distinctions for ourselves. And to your point, Mirari, I think it is important that, yes, it is about trying, but I think it's also about persisting, embracing the challenge rather than avoiding it. Because if, you're ju- if you don't do that and you look for the easy way out, that's a fixed way of thinking about your own growth and where you're going. It's about being aware of your thoughts, right? Because if you tell yourself you can't do this, you're probably going to be in a more fixed mindset. And I think the more that you think of a fixed mindset or, or you practice a fixed mindset, the harder it probably is to get out of it. Because it's not as easy as you've been thinking all this time, I can't do this. And all of a sudden you wake up and it's like, oh, I can do this. It's, it's not as easy, right? It takes work. It it's takes a choice. Discipline. Yes. Absolutely. Let me give you an example for some of the things that I, like even for going back to school and going for my doctorate, it took me four to five years of me thinking about it. Like, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it until I finally talked myself into it. And then I did wake up one day and said, okay, I'm going to do it. But it was a journey. So hear this, if you imagine less, less will be what you undoubtedly deserve. Own that power and create your future. Then you'll deserve that future. The second part of that is do what you love and don't stop until you get what you love. Work as hard as you can. Imagine immensities. Immensities. That's cool. Right? Immensities. 
And it's interesting because, of course, and I think for all of you guys there who have teens and, again, their brains, we know they're not working properly. <laughs> but it's this challenge of how you instill in them imagining an immensity, imagine what's possible and that they can actually reach the stars if that's what they want to create for themselves. How does that relate to us, to multicultural women and women of color? Is it the same? What rules are there if you think that something is meant to be one way forever and ever? That's a fixed mindset, and we're here to break through that with what rules. Rosa, who you've all been hearing, is Rosa Santos, talent management executive and a leadership expert. And it's really cool, Rosa, that we're talking about this with you because you've developed, as you said, programs using all of these philosophies and this research to help leaders become better leaders. And then we have Dr. Medadi Simeon, HR executive and motivational speaker, the woman behind growth challenging herself all the time. <laughs> I'm Alisa Monjadis, an executive coach and vision producer at The Happy Cactus. Part of what I do is help people understand that anyone can be a leader, anyone can be a coach. We're all capable of so much. When I think about growth mindset and how it relates to this podcast, I think this is why we're here. I remember I was just listening to our first episode. Madadi, you were saying we are here to change the face of leadership. The face of leaders are not just a white male. And I think that thinking about that is a very fixed mindset. And we're here highlighting all these amazing multicultural women who have overcome these barriers and broken the rules with their growth mindset. And we're here to prove that they exist, uh, there's more that's possible. And to answer your question, Rosa, for multicultural women, I think this is even more critical because to have a growth mindset during our failures and challenges is critical. And the reason I say is during our failures and challenges, yes, everybody has failures and challenges, but when you look at intersectionality, right, it's hard to be a woman. And then on top of that, now you add a woman of color, a mother, whatever it is that you add to it, it becomes even more difficult to achieve those things that other women that are not minorities could. So we may find ourselves, many of us, maybe not everybody, having more setbacks or more failures because we may not have not had those role models or those opportunities or people may have looked at us different. So I think minorities, women of color, multicultural women with a growth mindset need to look at their failures and challenges and still move forward. Hey, what have I learned from this? What can I do different? There was a story that I read of the first man with a disability to climb Mount Everest. And as you all know, Mount Everest is high fatality rate and it is extremely dangerous. Now, this person had a disability, but this was a something that he wanted to do. And he was able to reach the summit on his third attempt. So you would think he would give up on his first or on his second, but he didn't because every time he learned from it. When I was reading this, I was thinking, you have to have a growth mindset to do something so difficult 
three times <laughs> and still come back. That's the way that I think from a multicultural perspective, we got to think about things is, hey, I may not have been able to get at it this way because of the different biases or rules the society may have put on us. I have to go at it a different way and continue to have that growth mindset to go after it and, and not give up if we truly want, want to change the change of leadership. Because it's not going to be easy to get to the top. But without a growth mindset, we're not going to make it. We need to change and elevate the way we think. And I do believe that I think we're more predisposed to really exercise a growth mindset versus a fixed. Because there are so many hurdles that we usually have to overcome to achieve our goals. And we often talk about how resiliency is our currency at the end of the day. And I think to your point, Mirari, the ability of trying, I think it's a state of being. We have to try and we have to push forward. And we may not get things out of in the first try. Sometimes it's a 10th or the 20th. <laughs> And it's, That's right. it is this idea of the resiliency and the persistence, right? And determination. And you get knocked down, but then you push, you know, you stand up and continue. And I think folks who have to overcome who their careers haven't been as straightforward because they may come from a different school. They may not have the many years of experience in a fancy firm or whatnot, and they still go at it and they still manage to get to where they want to go. That is truly exercising growth mindset, right, to achieve their results. I think that this episode is all about getting unstuck. Maybe we haven't been taught the term growth mindset but we've been taught that there's more possibilities. There's another way. It's all the journey, but we all get to those points where sometimes we forget and we just feel like there's no way out. I was with a friend one time, we were watching this movie and she said, I'm so jealous of the woman in this movie because she actually did what she wanted to do. I said, well, you can do what you want to do. And she's like, no. And she started listing all of these external reasons like, oh, I, I just quit my job because it wasn't good. And my last job wasn't good either. And this and this. And she had all these things surrounded. She was like in a cloud of doubt and a cloud of fixed mindset. And so for people like that, what suggestions would either of you offer to someone who feels stuck in those thoughts? I tend to compartmentalize quite a bit. There's a lot of things that happen to me every single day that if I took them seriously, it would be a huge step back for me in the way that I may choose to address a specific situation or lead a specific program or a team or something at home, right? But I tend to compartmentalize. And I think there is something around what's within your control versus what's not. And when you're talking about Alisa in the case of your friend, a lot of the things that she seemed to be citing were actually outside of her control at the end of the day. I think what's within your control is exactly what we're talking about today in this episode, which is how do you choose to think about yourself and how do you choose to create possibilities for yourself? And then when you imagine immensely 
then you know how I love this plan it (laughs) (laughs) plan around it right so that on the one hand I think on the other is not taking things so personally and I know I do sometimes and prior to this recording I had to vent a little bit right (laughs) about something Mm -hmm. that happened to me but I'm like okay I'm venting I'm done with it I'm moving on because it's what it is because if I choose to put it what I call in my baggage in my back and I fill that bag with all kinds of things that people may be saying to me or asking me to do or you know, maybe appropriating of things that I have done. And if I do that, I couldn't get up every morning. Yeah. (laughs) So it's how do you train yourself a little bit to, okay, that happened. It was awful. It happened. It was terrible. Okay. Scream, yell, (laughs) get a couple of friends like you guys and (laughs) bend out loud and then park it and move on, right? Imagine, imagine, create, create that possibility for yourself and then get into that growth mindset. Make it happen because you have what it takes to make it happen. Deshawna Barber, I watched this video. She says, giving up is the birthplace of regret. And she is a motivational speaker, uh, American beauty pageant and um captain in the United States <laughs> army. So <What>? get that <laughs> army in as well as beauty pageant. But she tells the story that she kept going back and back. And, in, and I think she won on the sixth or seventh time. She won the, the America beauty pageant. But for her, it was about not giving up because she felt that she would have regretted. But I think it's number one, being aware of your thoughts. And is it important to you? Because if it is important to you, I believe you should try it one day at a time because time will pass you by. But if you take one step each day, it'll move you forward to whatever your goal is so that you do not have to sit back and regret like Alisa, your friend, right? She's like, oh, this other woman can do that and and I can't. That's regret. And it's like, how do you do a little bit? Maybe it's not something you get up and do each day. You know, you're transforming a day. But little by little, building the habits, because your habits are going to be the ones that will ultimately change you in the future. So I think from the everyday habits that you build will help you continue to think of that growth mindset. And it doesn't have to be something big. Just do something different each day. Okay, today I'm going to try to walk half a mile or tomorrow I'm going to do something different, right? Just keep pushing yourself and challenge yourself each day to move forward. Now, don't go and say all of a sudden I'm going to run a marathon tomorrow, right? Be realistic. Take one day at a time and start training your brain towards these different habits to get you thinking different. And I tell you what somebody told me yesterday. Tomorrow is the first day of the rest of your life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. And they're like, oh, that really woke me up, you guys. Because I felt like, oh, my God, that really put me in a completely different mindset. Thinking like, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's it's a new day, mm-hmm. right? It's a new day and you can create it. And it's the first day of the rest of your life. So choose wisely. And I think it's the way you speak, too. You can also create your reality based on what you say, because sometimes I mean, we all go through, have negative thoughts. We, oh, I'm not good enough or I can't do this. I mean, let's be realistic. We all have them. But it's also what are the words that you create and, and the actions that follow that. It's okay to feel down. 
but you can't live there. You can't live in the negative. And sometimes we have to talk about it first before start taking those actions or even getting your mind to to think different. So your words can create your reality. <laughs> you know, when I ran yesterday, that last half mile, I was like, <laughs> oh, what was I thinking? And I'm like, I just kept saying to myself, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. And you know what? I did. I, I almost cried, but I did make it. <laughs> and today I'm sore, but I made it. So it was all worth it. Can you make a little you can do this loop for me? Because when I'm running, I say, I hate this. I hate this. I hate yeah, this. We need that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Every time I do something that I hate, I'm like, I love this. I love this. Oh, my God. How can I get better at it? And I really pump myself up. And that's how I get it done. Because if I say I hate this, oh, man, don't you won't get me out there the next day. I mean, that's why I'm not running right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what about this concept, which is part of the growth mindset, which is learning from criticism? What I've learned about learning about from about criticism and receiving feedback is when you get feedback, you address it or you take it in in that moment, but you don't necessarily take it with you as part of your identity. So if someone says, hey, you aren't, you know, when I'm talking to you, you're not listening or something, you know, it doesn't mean I'm a bad listener. It means in that moment I wasn't listening. And so when I think about receiving criticism, for me, when it comes to growth mindset, it's about taking it in that moment, but not owning it as all of me. I love that. Thank you for the coaching. (laughs) 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 Self-coaching. No, but that's important because just think about society, period, and all the things that it's about multicultural women and diversity and the things that you see, whether it's on TV or on the radio or people say about you or even within a meeting or just people in general. They say a lot of stupid things that are very biased. And if we take all that in and carry it with us or make it part of our identity, they already made it part of our identity. It is up to me as an individual not to bring that to life. And thank you for saying that, Alisa, because I think that's something we should continue to be reminded of, especially as multicultural women, because people have placed a lot of multicultural women in In a a box. box. Absolutely. And it is up to us to say, that is not my identity. That is not who I am. And not carry it with us, even though we hear it from all different places. Because it's not one situation, what sit down. It's all around us. No, I really like that you guys are actually making those distinctions. Because when I first remember coming across this concept as part of like growth mindset and that you have to learn from feedback and criticism and whatnot, when you really overlay that lens of the difference, the bias, it was actually challenging for me to say, no, I don't want progress. I don't need feedback. (laughs) (laughs) They they only know what they're projecting themselves on me about the idea that they have because they've constructed based on my likeness and my name could potentially tell them. And, And that's what I've wrestled with a little bit but the way that you guys have described it and it, and it just reminded me we had a guest in the podcast a couple of episodes ago who talked exactly about this right about your identity and then how you prove them and I'm making air quotes wrong in the sense of having the agility of foresight to actually maybe disrupt some of those biases 
which on its own, you're helping the other person also grow and see things differently from what they're used to seeing. So I'm glad that you guys brought up that perspective because otherwise, depending on what it is, right, especially for us and for women in general, it can be actually quite daunting being told certain things or being diminished when you are trying to speak up. And then not only that, but you have to embrace it, right? It's like, I'm not sure I want to embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm being a little fixed here. <laughs> How do you disturb your thinking? By imagining beyond the comfort zone, which is something you mentioned earlier, Rosa. How do you snap out of it, especially when you're being bombarded? Forget society. Think about our own cultures and what they believe women should be achieving and not achieving. Not only do we have the culture of the workplace, but now we have our own family members. They have a fixed mindset and want to put it on us. My cousin and I used to laugh because... Oh my God, my grandmother, God rest her soul. She would call me and then tell me about the things about my cousin. And then she would call my cousin and talk bad about me. And we would call <laughs> each other and be like, okay, What'd she say? you better call because this is what they're saying about you. And it was all like criticism, right? At the time I wasn't married, they were like, Esa nunca se va a casar porque siempre está en la calle. <laughs> you know, she's doing all her things. And I'm just like, I haven't got married because I haven't found the right man and I don't want to settle. They don't want to hear it. No. Like, did you forget that at the time I have a master's degree? I have a great job. I'm an independent woman and holding it down. But no, all they had to talk about was the fact that I wasn't married and that I was just going to throw my life away. <laughs> These things. I was like, come on now. So anyway, culturally, God, and honestly, I didn't care, but I think deep inside, you're just like, wow, is there something wrong with me? Because when you hear it all the time from the people that you love, because I love this old woman, you know, and it was like, ouch, that hurts, even though I want to like tell you a few things right now. And I could, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you are just talking about another concept that I wanted to bring to the conversation, which is learning from the success of others and not being threatened by that success, which in all honesty, and even what you guys are talking about and what we all human beings, no matter what culture you come from, a lot of times there are some women that don't like seeing other women succeed or have achievements more than themselves, right? It's easier to get bulked with gossiping and telling others how terrible choices you're making and all of these things rather than celebrating, right, Mirari, rather than celebrating your success or the successes of others who are around you. And I would go even a little further, which is how you can feed from enabling other people's success. I feel like we could all talk about it forever. <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you and, and I'm not going to go into a, a rant about it, but I am going to say this. I heard one of my friends, she was actually giving a word in our church like a year ago. And one of the things that she said is some of us have the ability to help other women rise up. And maybe that's our calling to help empower women. I don't know. Let's look at my teacher that helped me just to give that example. 
She's a teacher and her whole purpose was to empower others to surpass her and to do better than her. And that's to me as a teacher, that was her calling. That's what she did. And she didn't look at other people surpassing her as a threat. She saw it as a win. So I really believe that when we get together as women and I have a way to connect you, to help you rise or to put you in contact with somebody that's going to shoot you to the stars, we should be able to do that because we have the capacity and we're capable of doing that. The difference is we're not taking those actions. There's a lot of us that are not taking advantage of the positions that we have to help other women rise. And to your point, Rosa, there are so many other of us who just sit there and criticize with other women and other people at the table. Doesn't have to be women, could be men. They're criticizing other women at the table. And what we're doing is ruining their reputation in that room versus helping them rise in the places where they're not even in yet. And I hope that if people that are listening are doing this, Every time that you feel that you need to speak bad about another woman that is not in the room, know that you're not just ruining her reputation, you're ruining all of the other women's reputation. Let me ask you this, because part of really moving and exercising and getting into this growth mindset is actually learning, is finding lessons in this success, in this case of other women. Are you guys purposeful or maybe not, and maybe this is you can think of an example of when you have found a lesson or an inspiration on somebody else's success? And if so, how did you do it? And how did you incorporate it in your own planning, if you guys like, in order to move forward and continue to grow as professionals? I don't know that I plan on it, Rosa. (laughs) So that's a really good question. And for me to think about, I do look at other women's success And I do try to learn and I'm like, oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to be that. How do I get there? So I do love to ask questions. I do love to, and you all know this is like, hey, how did you do that? How, you know, how do you get there? So I definitely see it as, I guess I'm curious because I want to do it. And also because I want to learn. So if somebody asks me, I, I want to be able to provide them some type of, of support or help or, or make a connection. So to answer your question, I think for me, when I see other successful women or successful people, period, I like to ask, well, how did you do that? How did you get there? Like, let's say for the book, for a radical woman, right? Okay. I started questioning people that wrote books. How did you do this? How did you do that? And then I end up writing. So I think that's just how I think. Not all the time, but if I'm interested, (laughs) I'm going to ask questions. And then I'm going to take action, which is something you said earlier too, Rosa. It's not just about imagining it and thinking growth mindset, but it's also about taking action. And for me, it's always been, okay, if I want to be like her or better, I got to take action, whatever that may look like and know that I may do well or I may fail, but it's one step at a time. I think I just had an aha about myself when you're talking, Madati, because sometimes I'm not jealous of women who are younger than me doing awesome things or older than me doing awesome things. But I do get jealous of women the same age as me for some reason. I don't know. Um, Something that I've been practicing, I haven't put a name to it, but as you were talking, it made me think, I think that when I can get curious, it kind of like erases the jealousy. So there's this woman, she became a coach right after I did. And she has been very successful in her online side of her business. 
And I congratulate her and I'll engage with her staff, but I get jealous from time to time. And finally, I just asked her some questions like, how did you do that thing on Instagram? And how did you da 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 da? And she goes, oh my gosh, let me just tell you, here's the link that I, here's what I learned, da 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 da. And then all of a sudden, the jealousy left. And then I just said, oh, okay, I'll just copy you. <laughs> and then I learned from her. <laughs> it's so true because yeah. I do that too. Like anybody asks me for anything, I feel like sharing, I share and I do ask. So I'm the type of person that if I see that I like your shirt, I'm like, hey, where'd you get it? I have no shame in wearing the same shirt as you <laughs> because I like it. Yeah, there are people that are like, oh, no, like I wouldn't. I'm like, oh, no, I don't care. We're twins because I love your shirt and I don't mind saying that I got it from Alisa's website or whatever it may be. Right. But I think because I'm so interested in it, I don't care. I'm I'm actually happy for you. Yeah. It's interesting what you just said, right? Because for me, the insight, Alisa, is being afraid of asking of exercising that curiosity. And while doing so, you're flattering that person because of what they did and how they did it. And more often than not, you'll be surprised how much people want to do good in the world and what will want to share yeah. the how they did it. Because they say, hey, if I did it, you can do it. And here's what worked for me. And that's what I call augmentation. Augmentation is really just understanding what was that worked for them. And yes, you now know it. You have the recipe, the same as when you're baking, right? You have the recipe, but then you might decide to add other ingredients that are going to make it much better and your own, right? Because it's going to give it that flavor or that flair that wasn't there before. But it helps you propel to a point that without that beginning, you would have never kind of allowed yourself to create it. And for me, there's actually that growth mindset when you find inspiration or a different way of thinking or pushing a different neuron to then create something else because of somebody else's success. Whereas that fixed way of looking at it would be like, wow, I feel so threatened. I don't want to be friends with this person. I am going to make sure that I talk badly or do things that, you know, or ignore <laughs> that fact actually exists. Yeah. Again, it's like owning your power, yes. right? So it's owning your power to ask questions, to get curious, owning your power to decide that trying is better than regret, as my daddy said earlier. And it's owning your power to keep going, even when failure is part of the journey. It's hard. It's learning <laughs> from it. If you go back, how do you tweak it so that you can make it and win? And let's say, okay, what do I have to tweak? What lever did I not move that I failed? Because I believe that's the recipe. It's just, I mean, I don't cook, but what I've learned in the little bit that I cook is, okay, that needed a little bit more salt. So maybe next time it'll taste better. It's learning. I don't give up. Maybe my family wishes I would, but you know, but those are the things that every time I go back and I just tweak it a little bit until it gets better and better. Now I make really good beans that I'm proud of. (laughs) (laughs) And it was because of my growth mindset, not giving up on the beans. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no. And I recently was 
actually listening to an old interview of a comedian. It was at the time when she was everywhere and being interviewed, I said like, how are you coping with this sudden success, right? It's like, you're like an overnight success. And she said, well, this overnight success took 15 years in the making. <laughs> yeah. Right? We all know, and our listeners know, and especially women of color and multicultural women know, it is hard. And what we're just saying is don't give up, right? Don't give up and don't give in and embrace, embrace the becoming, embrace the process and do learn through that process. Want to know how breaking the rules can help you level up your career game? Search What Rules Podcast on any social media platform and join our members-only group on LinkedIn, where we discuss rule-breaking strategies for multicultural women. What Rules is a production of Color Forward. The show is produced by me, Elisa Monjadas, with editing and fabulous sound design by Mathar Delion. Visit colorforward.com for more stories, events, and of course, all the episodes of What Rules. Thank you.